morning, everybody, and welcome to another very special edition of Ignite Radio Live over the five mighty stations of Annunciation Radio. And of course, beginning with this very beautiful song, love There is Love, song. the wedding song. Certainly a little folk taking us back to the 70s. A man shall leave his mother, a woman leave her home. They shall travel on to where the two shall be as one. Beautiful theology. One more verse here. February 14th, we celebrate St. Valentine's Day, Feast of St. Cyril and Methodius, but throughout the world, perhaps, there's a focus on love. And a lot of confusion out there, folks, about the nature of love. Is it just feelings, emotions? Uh, Is it just something that has to do with 5% of our anatomy? Uh, You know, what is it? And and, uh, can we fall out of love? Is it something you fall into? Uh, So many different ideas of love that affect so much that is important in this world. And uh, we tonight gather as Catholics, which is to say we believe a truth not just for Catholics, but a truth for all of humanity. That God fashioned man and woman in his image, that in a, in a complementarity, we're called to image the Trinity. These three persons pouring themselves out for the good of other. There's no greater dignity than that man and woman are called to image the Trinity, to literally participate in our capacity to love, to participate in God. Our mission, brothers and sisters, is to make God, who is love, known That's it. Our identity and mission is to make God who is love known, to make love, right? That's it, to make God who's love known. And, you know, if you have the audacity to live that, if you have the audacity to embrace that, sacramental marriage, God's call, wonderful books, Three to Make One was a great one from uh, Fulton Sheen, Three to Get Married, I should say. If you have the audacity to live that, if you have the audacity to propose and get married and be married in a church, you will become under attack by the enemy relentlessly insidiously constantly you will be under attack because you have the ultimate purpose to make God who is love known and the world does the world not need to know God who is love absolutely and so tonight we uh we celebrate that. We celebrate, really, God, who is love, uh, made manifest in husband and wife and in family. And uh, as a way of prayer, where I just want to read again 1 Corinthians 13, 4-8. And before I do, we're inviting you to call in tonight. 877-275-8098. We're inviting you to call in and share with us how your spouse reveals God's love to you. How does your spouse reveal God's love to you? We're inviting you to call in and proclaim it. And I also want to invite you to maybe call in and share with us, you know, some of you folks who have been at it for a while, uh, what are the keys to married love? Share with us your wisdom. We know that marriage and love is under attack again because the enemy wants to distract us from our identity and mission to make God who is love known. So so what are the keys to uh, living it out fully? Call in tonight, 877-275-8098. Share with us again how your spouse reveals God's love to you and others. And if you have any uh, tips, if you will, on... uh, you know, how to, uh, how to live this out, how to live this love. So 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 8. 
And you know, this is love is patient, love is kind. I'm going to read it, but be mindful. Put your name in there. Can you put your name in there and does this describe you every time I say love? Does love describe you? Because again, love is our identity. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 8. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you for fashioning us in your image with the unsurpassed dignity of being sons and daughters of you, God, with the very identity of love to make you and a purpose and a mission to make you who our love known, Lord. And Lord, we've fallen short, each of us here who are listening tonight, we have fallen short, we've been compromised, our lives, our marriages, our families, we get it, Lord. You get it that uh, clouds and debris and junk surrounds it, our history, things we've done, things others have done. You see all that, Lord. And we bring it before you tonight, Lord. And we ask you to conquer us all the more, to awaken us all the more in this next hour and through the rest of our lives to break through the wounds, the division, the bitterness, the contempt, the uh, bad feelings. Break through it all, God, and awaken us to this new moment, to our identity called to make love known. We ask this in your name through Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. So again, very blessed to have you with us here tonight, Ignite Radio Live. And uh, we're inviting you to call in and share with us, 877-275-8098. How does your wife or or husband reveal God's love to you? And, uh, you know, if you have any tips, suggestions, you know, how do we keep a godly marriage? Inviting you to call in and share that. And uh, while we're awaiting that, just some uh, some definite um, announcements, which are really cool. Uh, first of all, MassImpact.us is rocking it out. So blessed to have this brand new website, brand new look, very exciting. What are we about? Personal, family, and parish discipleship, not just another program, but a way of life. That's kind of our tag. We're not about another program. We want to live it. A way of life at the level of person, so that it overflows to our marriage and family, so that it overflows to our parish and the world around us. Go there. You're going to see uh, downloadable, um, uh, if you will, podcasts. A uh, new app, you, we have also massimpact.us forward slash app. You can download the app. In the last uh, month and a half since we've had this, there have been over 1,700 downloads of programs of awesome guests that we've had. Last week, awesome to have Bob and Judy Geiger. How awesome was that? It was totally awesome. Still flowing yeah. for us. Um, they're great witness to us as a godly couple, uh, separated early on in their marriage yep. and shared how the Spirit Just captured beautiful. them and they shared their struggles with Bob's cancer right now. Just very beautiful. You can download that um, through our app, massimpact.us forward slash app. A few weeks prior to that, we had Paul and Joni Miller. Uh, totally Again, awesome. awesome. Yep. Talked yep. about a challenge We've been so in marriage. Blessed. We've just been blessed with these wonderful guests and 
how we have heard others who have either heard them while they were on or downloaded that podcast, just how the Lord has used um, those witnesses to affect so many others. Pop it in your car, right? You have your device um, right on the app. Download it. Play it right from your app. Patrick Rice, who's going to be with us for Ablaze this coming Sunday. Very dynamic young man, married. I want to say five kids. Uh, he's really part of the team with Father Matthias, Aaron Richards, seeing amazing things happen. He's in a movie called Fearless coming up where they're showcasing the power of the Holy Spirit alive in Catholics. And I just want to pose that this way as you think about this coming Sunday and what you may or may not be doing. Are you sufficient in your Catholic faith? Like, if you do you feel content? Do you feel like you've arrived? Or is there part of you that you feel, you know, you know you're just maybe struggling and connecting? You're struggling in overcoming or conquering or experiencing the life of God's grace. We invite you to just come and experience a new outpouring of the Spirit, solid, orthodox, fullness of our Catholic faith. All the popes have talked about this. And uh, as I said to the men at, recently at our monthly Catholic family gathering, if we're not being stretched, we're not growing. And uh, I think most of us want to grow. We want to open up, be new wine for new wineskins, which means the new wineskins have to stretch. I invite you to join us and make the commitment. It's it's for your entire family. 6 p.m. does not include supper, but it's entirely free. Where can you find out more? Massimpact.us forward slash ablaze at... Uh, I always want to say Kaylee Rain because of our good friends and musicians. <laughs> Regina Kaylee, Father John Miller, awesome parish. Chaley? Mm-hmm. Chaley, I'm, okay. Kaylee, Chaley, Regina, Chaley parish. So um, Thursday night, uh, so the day after tomorrow, these young people have the very first Ignite, I'm calling it Ignite Ye, Ignite Youth Edition. They're leading it. They're organizing it. It's going to be at St. Francis de Sales. I want to say beginning 7 o'clock. Yep, 7 o'clock. St. Francis de Sales for teens. This is, if you will, for teens only. We'll have some uh, Mass Impact adults present and priests there on hand. It's going to be a very awesome night. So get your kids there, get your grandkids there, get your neighbor kids there. So this has really um, blossomed out of the movement, if you will, and the the young people really wanting to... um, to do this. I mean, they approached us. They wanted something like this, that they could just invite their friends who were into their faith, who weren't so much into their faith, those who were wanting to get their feet wet a little bit, those that they see hungering so deeply through the classroom hallways and whatnot, um, just to come and experience the Lord's power in the Eucharist and in the community of believers surrounding them in prayer, coming before the Lord. It's going to be complete. I can't talk either tonight. <laughs> Completely youth-led. They're doing the witnesses. They're doing the music. Um, the wonderful priests of St. Francis de Sales High School will be there presiding and hearing confessions. So again, this Thursday, February two days from now, 16th, 16th. 7 p.m., St. Francis de Sales High School. Be there. And uh, so most of you listening we know are not teens, but... Tell your um, teenager, kids, and grandkids about this. Again, Ignite Youth Edition. It's at St. Francis de Sales, February 16th, two days from now, 7 p.m. You want to find out more and more details, get a hold of us alive at massimpact.us. Email me at alive at massimpact.us. And what other Ignite events do we have coming up, love? Oh, my goodness. Well, our continued core mission events at parishes, which are really cool. And, uh, of course, right now, see, do you have it in front of you? 
Um, tomorrow evening at 6 p.m., Most Blessed Sacrament will have a spark, which is just the meal and message as they gear up for hosting an, an Ignite next month, but really trying to focus on the communal aspect first through, through the meal as a community and doing the Live It's Gathering Guide, which you can find at massimpact.us, just um, to really, again, build up that communal life and relationship. Uh, Greg talked about a blaze at Regina Chaley, February 19th at 6 p.m. February 21st, next Tuesday, St. Peter Huron. Woohoo! Shout out to the wonderful community there. Um, Ignite at 6.30. And February 28th, the following Tuesday, mark it down on your calendar, 7 p.m., our dear friend St. Jerome out in Walbridge. Brett Hunterbrinker, which many of our listeners know that name and voice. And, of course, Father Eric Schild. What a blessing. So back to our subject at hand. Marriage. Marriage is what brings us together. Today. You had to do that. I did, and absolutely. That arrangement. Come on, Steph, can you imitate <laughs> him? Our kids Not can. as well. Our kids can. Our so, folks, again, delighted on this um, uh, Valentine's, St. Valentine's Day St. Valentine's This is our date with you evening. guys, yes. people. So um, call in talking and spend about, it with us. Talking about love, the most important thing ever. God himself made present to us, and in a special way, marriage and family. Inviting you to call in 877-275-8098 and to share with us. Again, how does your spouse... Proclaim God's love to you. Reveal God's love to you. And if you have some tips for some of us out there, what what are some keys to a joy-filled, happy marriage? 877-275-8098. Something else I'd like to add to that is, listeners, if there is somebody in your life, your parents, a relative, just good friends who really give witness, you can also share that story, which is what I'm going to do just very briefly. Um, oh my. Serenading. Go ahead, Steph. Just keeping it fun. I have a different story before I tell a marriage story that that song reminded me of. May I go off on a little tangent? You're the boss. Yes, dear. Okay, listeners, if you don't want me to go off on a tangent, you need to call in 877-275-8098. But until you call, um, just hearing this song by the Beatles, of course, takes me back to when our boys, all of our children, but our boys were little and they loved the Beatles. And John Paul in particular found... I think your old CD or something and put it in. And so they became very um, accustomed to the songs. So that's the background of this. We're in mass one day and Dominic, who was quite a little tyke at the time, three or four, maybe probably four years old, was kind of being a little distracting after communion. And I leaned over to him and I said, Dominic, you know, you need to close your eyes and pray to Jesus right now. And, you know, just tell him what's ever on your heart. So he scrunches up his little hands and he scrunches up his little face with his eyes closed and he starts singing quietly love love me do <laughs> you know i love you 
Anyway, he was good one. Jesus. So there you have it. I don't it. know if I've heard that. I probably have. That's that's probably. a great story. But so, anyway. As we are waiting for um, that person right now who was like, oh, no, I, I'm a little nervous right now because Greg and Steph, here we are on the radio again. I know I want to tell the story. I want to call in. I want to thank um, God for my spouse and proclaim it. You know, And if you're nervous, that's the sign. You need to know this number, 877-275-8098. Call in and uh, proclaim it. And uh, in lieu of that, while we're waiting, you can break in, by the way. Just cut in. Interrupt us. Interrupt us. Steph's going to share. Just, you know, some of you have heard, if you will, our story. Actually, I'm not yet. I'm going to share what I was starting to share. All right. Then I interrupted keep, myself. Then I'm going to keep spinning about... the tunes. That's great. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. You can't spin the tunes. Yeah, I can. Save them for later. So the one... Here it comes. Go ahead. I just want to give a um, shout out isn't the right word, but a testimony of sorts um, of a recent great witness of married love that I saw last or a couple weeks ago. I shared uh, during the show about my sister-in-law who had um, some health difficulties and has been recovering for a number of weeks now. And um, a couple of our kids and myself were able to go in and be present to them in whatever ways were needed. But just watching my brother, whom I love and adore anyway, but Gregory knows this. <laughs> Indeed. Um, just a really good she guy. She couldn't marry him, so she married Stop. me. Stop. Um, just truly a, a great witness on so many levels. But watching him with my sister-in-law, his wife, um, and just loving her through her sickness and without complaint and always with joy, just attending to her in all of her needs and, um, and as a father bringing that peace to the kids too, just stepping in in every realm. So just, we know that oftentimes married love calls for a lot of sacrifice through suffering. And when a spouse can embrace that cross and do it mm, so joyfully, right. talk about making God's love, God God known to the world through that married love, that just, um, just shines a light so brightly on what God intended marriage to be. Well, we got a psych, Steph, a psych call-in, um, somebody who uh, John Paul will tell us later what that's all about. But uh, anyways, um, beautiful, why don't you share with us, Steph, people who want to know uh, maybe about our own story and uh, coming to know each other, fall in love, if you will, if that's the right term, choosing love, discovering love maybe, um, alive in our relationship. And... Um, and marriage, here we are, seven kids, one of whom is in heaven later, uh, going on 20 years this coming June 21st. Very good. So uh, I should get some credit for that. Anyway, share the story, and I promise I only break in a little bit. I need some music. Do you? No. <laughs> I'm picturing, like, one of the... Okay, no, that wasn't quite what I was thinking of. But... Yeah, it's just a really long story. Can I be your guest sometime? No, you're, you're awesome. Just kind of give them the abbreviated version. I will. They know us on the I radio. Will. Seven kids. Oldest is 18. Youngest is 11. So we had six, six living in seven and a half years. That's the current reality. We're leading this nonprofit movement, Mass Impact. But let's back us up. So very, very revised edition um, because it definitely took a lot of twists and turns and some fun little God moments along the way. Um, but many moons ago, Erie, Pennsylvania, um, there was a retreat program coming to that diocese. And um, 
the woman who was bringing it in said, oh. We love you, Barbara Kett. We can yeah. give that a shout out. Yeah, we love Barbara. Barb and Ed. Um, Leading the NFP office. Exactly. Erie PA. So she, who had known Greg's family from the Cleveland area a number of years earlier, had um, said to me, she knew Greg was obviously going to be there with this team of college kids from Steubenville doing this retreat called Heart and Soul. And she said, oh, I can't wait for you to meet Greg Schleter. So that little bit of a backdrop, um, I was there with our youth group with Father Larry Richards, who I had helped um, at the parish at the time with and so we're there and Barb's all excited for me to meet this young man and he was quite impressive with his holy jeans and t-shirt and bare feet and do-rag oh, yes conservative people. college republican yes, head to his pro-life t-shirt franciscan and he was so into just the kids and he was so passionate about the faith i know that's a shocker to all of you listeners and so barb's like greg greg you know staff staff you know and wanted to connect us and so she introduces us and i get this little grin politely that says hi and he turns right back around <laughs> and goes off in the ministering realm. So fast forward, he had been doing those retreats and such. and Heart and soul. Heart and soul, which was really a chastity. Kind of like um, a net meets theology of the body yes. team of kids, inviting kids to know Christ's love. And we developed, designed this, and we're traveling around the country. Steubenville uh, students on my team, really awesome. And, uh, and, of course, Erie PA, never been there before, really except this experience. And uh, I had just come off of, um, um, I was at uh, Franciscan University, uh, having graduated, I spent the year with Human Life International, and then following that Medjugorje, felt I was called to the priesthood. So I'm in the priesthood <clears throat> discernment mode at this point. So he goes off and um, spends a year with Father Benedict Rochelle, and, and then ended up um, feeling called to go into seminary. But when he left to spend that time with Father Grishel, there were some retreats that had been scheduled, and um, he had left that program, he thought, in good hands at Steubenville. And so I get a call from this woman who had introduced us very briefly, Barbara Kett, and she said, Stephanie, we have this heart and soul retreat scheduled. And the Steubenville team just pulled out. Is there any way that you can get a team together to do this retreat? There's like, I forget how many kids, I think there were 80 kids signed up. And, um, and she's like, we can't back out. And I said, sure, if you need it, sure. When is it? And she said it was like next week or something. I mean, it was some crazy short amount of time. So long story short, we pulled the team together. Another story for another time. Tip your glass to Jim Toohey. Anyways, and, keep going. <laughs> um, so we, that was my first like super involved hands-on um, piece of the heart and soul program. Fast forward by God's grace, it was it was just an amazing, amazing day, and more and more people were requesting it after they heard about this great retreat, and so we were literally um, had these requests for retreats, you know, a few weekends a month. And so you're in so, your EPA, you're a teacher in a middle Catholic middle school. I'm at seminary for two and a half years or so. Had left behind this heart and soul team. We're showing you male and female complementarity, telling this yes. story. So. We, um, the demand was getting too great. I loved what I was doing, which was teaching. And, um, we, Barb and I talked and we said it would be great to get a full-time coordinator for this heart and soul ministry. I said, I'm not interested in it. I feel very called to teach right now, but I'm happy to help in any way. So we actually, um, had a grant written to fund this position for the heart and soul coordinator. And 
long, long, long story short, Greg Schleter discerned out of seminary, um, I think just a semester before being right. ordained a deacon. Theology of the body, wonderful people from the JP2 Institute, instructors, teachers, discovered, really loved the priesthood, loved the idea of it, but just really discovered my vocation. And there was no woman in the scene at that time. It just, I discovered my identity and uh, had a sense that God was calling me to married life. And so leaving seminary, I had the options of making all kinds of money or going to Erie PA, working 80 hours a week, making 20000 a year, uh, working in this capacity of something I'd found years earlier so and i knew nobody and except for of course diane tui and her family very few people so i like to joke that not many people can claim that they wrote a grant to bring their husband to them <laughs> so we're going <laughs> to pause the story there because that's how we initially met then when you came to erie part one that's part one so we want to hear from you 877-275-8098 tell us how your spouse reflects God's love to you. Tell us about a couple who gives great witness to that. Or give us a tip, you wise sages, um, about holy marriage. What advice do you want to just like wait until the phone rings kind of thing? Because they're not going to interrupt you at all when you tell the story because you're a phenomenal story teller. Folks, you got episode one of Greg and Steph, like Pac-Man, they meet. So, and, and we'll go to episode two in a second, but just one song, I'm one song, one call, call in, share with us how your spouse gives witness to you of God's love on this St. Valentine's Day evening. Who is a couple in your life outside of your family, Greg, who has, uh, witness to you the graces of a good holy marriage you know I have to say you know I'll go to Barb and Ed Burkett jumps out maybe because you just mentioned them there are certainly many who give witness to that um, but you know their sacrifice their communication is um, the way in which they talk about everything was a great witness to me you know everything was on the table I think too a profound respect they had for the complementarity of male and female and the maturity to kind of you know have fun about that a little bit um, was very endearing you know to, to have that witness for them I say thirdly and this may even be number one for me is a sense of mission like marriage as mission marriage not just this we like each other and we're attracted to each other and let's hold each other's hands and go through life and not be lonely no the sense that you know God gives us tremendous grace to make a difference in others lives and to be engaged together certainly the mission of marriage and children is number one but they were engaged in mission as we know NFP office but that meant so much more. It meant reaching so many other people. So I think we should go to episode two, Steph. You think? We need an infusion of, of supernatural courage for those who are listening right now to share. So those of you who are thinking about it on the edge of your seat, ready to call 877-275-8098. You can hold off for five minutes. Steph will tell you part two. We meet. Go ahead, Steph. So... Ooh, <laughs> we got all serious now. The music I is bring off. back up the music. Go ahead. So part two. I'm in your EPA. I left your seminary. I had been in a program. Um, I was teaching and, you know, very involved in ministry stuff outside of the classroom. But um, I'm one of 12, as many of you know, and a ton of nieces and nephews. Uh, my dad had been struggling with a number of health problems, so um, definitely helping to take care of him on many levels, um, which became more serious later on. 
in our relationship actually but um so very busy had a wonderful um faith life felt very blessed with the spirituality uh to kind of try to focus all of these things. I had an mm-hmm. awesome spiritual director. And I remember right before Greg came to town, just many, many, uh, a meeting with my spiritual director talking about this thing. I was very open to religious life, very open to single life, if that was what God was calling me to. Felt very fulfilled, if you will, in what I was able to do as a single person. You're 21, uh, 22, I'm 24 no. maybe. Not even close. Okay, sorry, I'm off. <laughs> That's okay. Like right, 25, okay. 25, 26, right, right, you were right. a couple you. years yes. older than I. Um, so, but just felt more and more in my prayer and meeting with my spiritual director that I had this great, um, was blessed with a just a, a I hope this doesn't come across as like pompous, but just, I love to love. Mm-hmm. And I just felt so filled mm-hmm. with love. But yet I, at that time, I felt like the Lord was asking me to focus it. I'm going to pause you and give my information to you. I love you so much, Stephanie, and many, many attributes. But one is that I always had a sense from you that love was not like an arrow that pointed back to you. That it was not like you love people so you can get something out of them or have them love you or whatever. There was always a profound sense of self-possession. There was always a sense of um, of you loving for the sake because God blessed you with this love to love other people. And honestly, as, as a man, uh, I wanted to know that. I kind of wanted to know that people were, you know, you were selflessly loving and that I desired to do the same, not to love you for what you could do for me or whatever. So you were very prayerful. You had a spiritual director. You were open to God's leading in your life. You had self-possession. You were needy. And I think similarly, it comes from seminary. I mean, I'd already been ready and willing and to give whatever God asked of me. And kind of we found ourselves at a similar point there. So continue. Actually, I'm going to pause us because we have a call. Amy, are you with us? Yes, I am. Awesome. Welcome to Ignite Radio Live. You broke the ice, Amy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to say um, how my husband reflects Christ in um, our relationship. He just has more grace than any mm. person I know besides Jesus. Mm. Um I have not always been the most godly person in my life. <laughs> and... um the things that he has not just put up with, but um, has loved me through and not gotten angry, but just like, just been there by my side and walked me through it until I got closer to God. I'm just, I'm amazed at his grace. Like, I think I know about God's grace Mm -hmm. and then like, maybe I know more than him. Right, right. (laughs) He like totally proves me wrong in his actions. Wow, that's awesome. So, Amy, yeah, I th- just I'm so thankful. <laughs> God is good. Praise God for your husband and for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Putting our hands exactly. together, all angels and saints gathered and, around the throne thanking God for the testimony. And for Amy for you being so receptive to allowing to receiving the love that God is pouring through your husband to you. That's what it's about. 
That's awesome. Yeah. Amy, thank you so much for calling in um, and just love that you broke the ice and the testimony to love. And uh, hey, see, folks, it's not that hard. Call in and 877-275-8098. And we, we want to hit the big applause button. I have this fun little track. You just heard it. Big applause. We want to join in a big applause for God's grace in your spouse and honor them tonight with the time that we have. So call in, share with us how your spouse reveals God's love to you. 877-275-8098. Blessings to Amy and her husband. We should have found out more about kids, but we just pray for God's blessing on them and thank uh, God for her willingness to give that testimony. And the, the reminder that married love does mean unconditional. It does mean forgiveness. It does mean drawing the other closer to Christ. You know, I'm just going to comment on that before I get back to the rest of the story. <laughs> um, when you were talking about Barb and Ed Burkett, Greg, uh, another couple that I was thinking of from our years in Erie, um, a beautiful, beautiful, we met them when they were elderly, um, but the Collins, Mr. and Mrs. Oh, Collins, absolutely. Who were married 50, I think that's when we met them. They They're were in their 80s at that point, I but think. But they were ma- celebrating their 50th mm-hmm. or 60th or something like that. 11 children. Yes. Something like that. And um, they were the first couple that I heard so beautifully put to words, and not just in words, but it was evident that they had tried to live it throughout their life of married love, that each of them was called to and made to get the other one to heaven. And that just stuck with me because you've, I've heard that, you know, at that point in time, heard it before or whatever, but to see it and to hear Mrs. Colin in particular express those words, you know, and about eternity and every day with each other, you know, was a walk together, trying to draw each other closer to Christ, you know, to spend eternal life together. And that was just beautiful. And the realism as we captured, by the way, it was at a time I was doing film production, uh, like these A&E biography type films. And they were actually the first one that we did, if you recall. So capturing their history, how they met, their early years, grew up in Detroit, the whole deal, right? right? World War II, we had video coverage from that. She was a little girl who lived down the street from Henry Ford. How how heartful. um, And when they got to the end and we asked them their legacy, you know, we said, what, what, are the enduring values you hope to leave behind for your children and grandchildren to follow in the last six, seven minutes. We'll have to play that sometime because mm-hmm. we used to share that. My wife and I, for 14 years, led uh, kind of pre-Cana marriage prep programs. Mm-hmm. We conclude with this. Right. You have this beautiful octogenarian couple pronouncing after all the struggles and challenges, and they had many at the end for their kids and grandkids to hear them say, yes, you're going to have struggles, you're going to have difficulties, but you have sacramental grace mm-hmm. to carry you through this. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, keep Christ at the heart. Uh, seek the intercession of our Blessed Mother Mary. So I just want to repeat to those of you who are listening tonight um, just what we experienced from the Cullens in that testimonial of 80 years of age after many, many decades of marriage. So anyway, And on that note, another small, short tangent. Those of you um, who were blessed along with us to hear Father Nathan Cromley at the marriage dinner this past Saturday, mm-hmm. um, he stressed, he was awesome and i know that annunciation radio is planning on um, airing that airing his whole talk but something that he hit and he hit hard with great passion was regardless of what you are going through in your marriage regardless of how dark it seems you have sacramental grace and that's not some loose phrase to be thrown around thrown around but the power that is contained therein is bigger and better and whatever than you can imagine. And so 
couples oh my <laughs> hold on to that pray for a renewal of that pray for the you know rekindling and acceptance and, and turn to that grace it's right there use it loving Van Morrison one of my favorite artists I can't stop loving you anyways folks okay. 877-275-8098 877 you know your finger is on the dialer thingy and just call it and uh, share with us you know how has your how does your spouse reveal God's love to you or insights or tips for a happy godly marriage and in lieu of that Stephanie kind of continuing I think we're on episode two chapter two chapter two where are we we are you, we've met we so you just came very involved with the mission to Erie PA and kind of just shared the backdrop of what was going on in my spiritual direction where you were coming from having left seminary and such again I did not know him <laughs> it's always <laughs> my disclaimer not a chalice chipper so here's me I'd heard about this uh, there was a lot of buzz about this Greg Schleter coming to town All from overrated. the Catholic circles of young adults and such and um, so in my mind, I'm like, I am not, don't ask me why I even thought this, but I'm not going to fall for him. Like, I don't know what I was thinking, but just kind of like I'm in the space of discernment. And I'm, even though I'm praying for the Lord to focus the love that's in my heart, whichever way he desires me to go, um, just felt that I still needed some freedom to make those choices and whatever, you know, our plans are not always God's plan. So anyway... In comes Greg Schleter, and all that stuff I just said, yeah, not even. <laughs> I fell very quickly and very hard. I was very smitten right away. And Greg... In a self-possessed sort of way. I was smitten. Greg, not so much with me at all. Like, well, not at all. I loved you. I mean, friendship, well, you say not at all or something like I didn't. You had no feelings for regard, me. In a, in a romantic so way, in a romantic sort of or way. Or even any possibility of thinking about that or anything. We it's okay. We were best Sorry. friends. We connected, resonated faith-wise. In fact, she was up at the diocese the first week that I started working there. She was helping Barbara Kett. And I had this beautiful habit of the divine office it. I invite her to join me uh, at the end of the workday, whatever. And that's really the first time I really remember her um, in a significant way. I said, you want to come and pray evening prayer with me? Do you want to? She did. And I, I have to just say this. I talk about it now that in that prayer before Jesus, before the Eucharist in that chapel, which unfortunately is rarely used, another comment, another story, another time. But anyways, uh, to be praying evening prayer together, I had a sense. I'll just say that. I had a sense. I'll leave you with that. Go ahead. That he quickly pushed aside. I did. And stepped on it. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. Wow. Happy Should we be playing another one bites the dust? <laughs> so, Just kidding. Let's keep the so story anyway, moving. Yes. Well, I'm thinking I someone should call in 877-275-8098. Um, so, again, a lot could be said through. So this was January of 1996. And... We continued to do ministry side by side. Um, Greg's was a, you know, the full-time funded position. I was still teaching, but we were forming groups of young people um, to go around the diocese and um, put on retreats for their peers. And we, you know, held other events that gathered youth and we did work with parents and families. Um, a lot of uh, 
very much a precursor, really, to our ministry today. Um, so through that, definitely our friendship grew. We really were best friends, which I wouldn't mm-hmm. change that. I'd tease him. But I'm glad that we had those months um, of just building that base of friendship where even though we were older and very um, into our faith, if you will, so had a maturity, perhaps, um, you know, that could have lent itself to very quickly coming together. I'm so grateful that the Lord called us to be um, deepeners of friendship first. And we were on mission together. You were kind of the team mom. Uh, I was a team, if you will, big brother, big sister, I'll use that example. Justin Fatika on that very first team, heart and soul, um, just saw three different teams of 10 each uh, doing retreats all over the place, inviting people to know Jesus and the fullness of the Catholic faith and sharing this in a sort of a male-female complimentary sort of way. Um, and so honestly, I remember even thinking back then, Lord, if I, if I never Never actually get married, what a great way of life, you know, to be able to pour myself out um, in this way to help kids come to know and live for Jesus Christ. So a funny story, quite early on in our friendship, we were, um, had just spent an evening um, at some uh, friend, a friend's home, an older couple who hosted other married couples and very into the divine office actually, but it was like a... Um, some sort of faithful gathering and potluck kind of thing. And it was a good hour and a half drive, perhaps, but it was a very snowy, snowy um, time. Snowy, snowy time. That's right. And I think it was a Lenten thing or something like that. But anyway, um, so we were driving back together, and I think Greg had felt during this gathering, because it was all married couples, these very faithful Catholic families, mm-hmm. you know, lots of little kids all around and teenagers playing. And I'm it was very, very cool. They don't know me. Right, so they assumed that we were married, and that just wigged him out beyond anything. So, um, because, I mean, not only because he wasn't interested, but also for him, he saw, rightfully so, just the sacredness of what marriage meant and not something to be trite about. And so during that ride home, that long, snowy ride home, he went on and 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 on, giving me these analogies and this story about a friend who was female that he knew and who ended up having feelings for him, but he didn't have them for her and just how weird things got. And just that kind of summarizes the points. And so he was trying to protect my heart in fairness to him. Thank you. And kind of just kind of lay it, try to lay it out there gently. Like, okay, I'm feeling some vibes from you. I'm not experiencing this, but I kind of enjoy being around you and doing things with you and you're doing ministry with me. And so that can get really weird really quickly. So let's just lay our cards out and just be quite clear that I'm not interested. And if you continue to be, it's just going to make things really messy. So, but he said it in a much gentler way. So he finishes and he looks over at me and very much out of character for my personality at the time. Anyway, I just said, hmm. It'll be interesting to see what happens. <laughs> so I have no oh idea my. where that came from. It was one of those moments where I'm like, did I just say that? Oh, my goodness. So anyway, that was kind of funny. There you go. So a few months later, so he came in January. By June 21st, we had our first date. On June 21st, Indeed. we had our first date. And um, we're engaged in October beautiful beautiful proposal we'll save that story for another time and then we were married that following june 21st 
um, so from date to marriage a year and we, I kind of said this and we knew this from the very beginning I said for me to exclusively date we kind of understood this but I kind of you know propose it this way it means I'm going to exclude everyone else from consideration which means I am so confident that the whole purpose of courtship shall we say has the end in mind of husband and wife to image God that's the purpose of that intimacy of that courtship you're on a runway and you're going somewhere it's God's design physiologically emotionally in every way so for me to exclusively choose to be in that relationship with you means to exclude everyone else from consideration and in some sense and you have to hear me on this in some sense the decision to do that was as if not more significant than even proposing because it meant barring skeletons in the closet and everything else I'm ready to get on this runway I'm ready to pursue financially materially emotionally physically I'm ready to allow God's grace on this runway to unfold and Stephanie and I simultaneously are you know um, forming young people in high school who are dealing with all these issues and we're experiencing um, if you will let's just say the brokenness and the disillusionment a lot of those seeds that they inherited we were blessed to work with quite frankly and help them understand and I'm going to say this boldly there's no place for a couple to be exclusively dating or dating in the way that, that we speak of it if um, if you're not in a place to pursue where that is intended to go that uh, the physical corresponds to the spiritual it's natural by God's design and uh, you know of course let me just make a note here also um, obviously the beauty of the body of conjugal love the gift of self um, is you know says I give you all of me I reserve it exclusively by, you know, people fall and there's mercy and transformation, get all that. But God's design is that I give my body, the totality of my body to my wife without reserve, without question, if you will. And if I'm not having the corresponding gift of my life, which is marriage, to that extent, my body language is a lie. So my wife and I, Stephanie and I, then dating friends, understood this and owned it. And it gave us a foundation in Christ um, that was really solid. And so when I came to a point where in reflection and prayer that I was, you know, having feelings, if you will, for my wife, first of all, I didn't tell her because I really needed to have them, if you will, uh, proven. I had to have them, you know, demonstrated to me that I was able to, you know, if you will, own Hey, I love you, or I'm thinking of you. Because um, I was then that would be engaging her emotionally to respond accordingly. So, um, you know, his point being that, you know, when God, it was clear to me that God really called me and her to be together, I was honestly overwhelmed. I was overwhelmed that this great gift of God Himself, um, who makes Himself present in husband and wife, that who am I? To, to much less be partake of, of marriage or to think of it, much less this beautiful person that you designed for me. So before even physical attraction, uh, and before um, any other kind of draw, it was an awareness of God calling us together, which was amazing. And it has been the foundation of friendship and love to this day that sustains us. And then, of course, just she's the most amazing, beautiful, uh, I mean, so unbelievably attracted to her that just, you know, was built upon that foundation of God. Wow, thanks, honey. So just commenting on the whole dating thing, you know, and working with teens, and we have we have five teenagers in our home. Wow. Wow. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> it's beautiful. So <laughs> being around a lot of teenagers and their friends and whatnot, um, you know, just to help encourage them that, and I know there are many parents who disagree with us, and you have your right to disagree, but to 
instead of that exclusive dating piece with these teens, you know, we just see it as so much healthier and so much holier to foster good friendships among the groups of them. And that doesn't mean you can't have a good friend of the opposite gender. you're attracted to even. Absolutely. And so one, it helps to teach them during this crazy age, which we love. It's not something to endure, but to enjoy our teens. Um, but, in, you know, to help them realize that just because they have these, you know, strong attractions or urges or whatever, that, that doesn't mean, one, you have to act on them right away, right? So it's a whole school of self-mastery. But also, some things are so fleeting and come and go. And, mm-hmm. you know, just, and I speak as a female, but especially with females, you know, just the whole range of what goes on, you know, through the drama and through the emotions and the ups and downs and crazinesses of everything, you know, just to throw an exclusive relationship in there can do much more harm than good. A simple statement that I pray that all of you listen to, that I listen to, that we really uh, be formed in. If we don't master our passions, our passions will become our master. I'll say it again. We all have passions. We all have drives and draws. If we don't master them, they become our master. They control us. And we can see that playing out with teenagers, with adults, in the political realm where passions have been elevated to the point of a right that we all ought to pay for, including the consequences. And we see the catastrophic result of a culture that gives permission for our passions to rule us. So I want to give us, all of us, the challenge. God in Jesus Christ, that is the whole life, death, and resurrection of God, who is love, come down in Jesus, who showed us to the point of death. I can master my passions to the point of the cross. He reveals our nature, which is sacrifice self for the good of other. We sacrifice self for the good of other. So I um, really want to invite us in this night of um, celebrating St. Valentine's Day and the challenges to marriage and family, um, hardly saying, gosh, we've arrived, we're perfect. No, but God desires that state of perfection. And he wouldn't invite us to that if he didn't make it possible. And that's the beauty of the church, Christ's bride, the church, to make it possible for us to discover this uh, this perfection over time uh, to be conquered. And right now, I just want to give you permission, folks. You can be conquered. God wants to conquer us all the more. It may not be this huge, dramatic thing. For some, it is. But God truly, tonight, wants to tell us he, he has conquering love. The cross and the blood and water flowing from that cross in and through our church is a conquering love that allows us to all the more see transformation in our marriages and families. Just one quote that has everything to do with what you're talking about by a St. Maria de Matias. Let us love the cross very much, for it is there that we discover our life, our true love, and our strength in our greatest difficulties. Before we go to our caller, though, and I'm excited to hear him. Uh, Steph, just woke up this morning. We said we have five teenagers. We do. And our 13-year-old, the youngest, of course, teenager, had flooded literally our kitchen and our first floor with these beautiful posters, quotes from saints, beautifully scripted. If you go to my Facebook, you can see 12 or 13 of these, and Stephanie just read one of those. So they're on our cabinets. They're all over the place. And I can't tell you, my heart 
was just swollen with the sense of God's arms surrounding us. In the words of these many saints, St. Teresa of Calcutta and, and others, the little flower, GP2. <clears throat> speaking of yes. these, uh, and just very moved. And so my point is, how beautiful for us um, to have imparted this vision on this day to our kids to the point where she got up when we all went to bed, maybe 11, 30, 12, to put all this up. And so that was very moving and for me. And had little handmade gifts for each of us on the counter, little acts of love. But speaking of saints, we have our our local saint with us, our Francis, our St. Francis. How are you, dear friend? Oh, God bless you. I proclaim you both in your family. Mm-hmm. You are wonderful. I, I want to affirm you and thank you for all the wisdom that you have exhibited uh, in your marriage and in your broadcast with the various witnesses that have come on. The, uh, the testimonials are just so moving and uh, insightful. But I also wanted to add a little bit of wisdom I've picked up over many years. You bring it on. We were waiting for you. It's taken me years, I tell you. I've had to decrease and he has had Mm, to increase. Uh, This is something that I wish, there's so much I wish I had known at the beginning of our marriage. But nevertheless, God brought us through because we did have true love. Mm. And uh, my big advice, the the best thing, which I'm sure you have also uh, indicated, is that it has to be a true love. It has to be a 100% commitment to each other. And that way, you're not always looking for the other person having to give more, but you're giving your all, and the other is giving Mm. hers or his all. And that's the only way it's going to be successful. You, You just can't reserve things. You've got to be completely committed. And um, my wife has taught me so much mm. by way of love uh, because I have, uh, you wouldn't know it now, but I used to be very quick-tempered, and she taught me how to stand back and, you know, not be jumping in quite so quickly. But uh, like I say, it's taken me years, and I've learned so much in the past few years because I've met people like you and and Mm. others uh, who have given me, you know, much more insight into what, what it really takes and the uh, importance of having God mm. as part of the union right. every day, every second of the day because of all the things that can come up to lead you in different directions. Mm-hmm. And so uh, one, one of the things we have learned, both of us, I think, is start over. Mm, great advice. Absolutely. Every day sometimes every minute of a day if it's necessary if you're going through a rough time and feeling argumentative or whatever stand back and you know start over be willing to forgive mm, so huge it's it's absolutely essential to have that spirit of forgiveness and love and respect for the other's opinion mm. 
because you don't know it all. I mean, I thought I used to know it all. <laughs> don't <And> we all? <laughs> found out otherwise. <laughs> right, right. Awesome. Francesco, thank you so much for calling in and for that. You know, we're going to just put our hands together here for you, our, our big crowd, our, our audience. Uh, thanking yes. you, and this is what the. What, by the way, folks, this is what is happening. Resounding uh, angels and saints in heaven. Every time we humble ourselves to forgive and to apologize to our wives, when we get over that little quirky thing that we have a hard time in our pride uh, to truly um, see reconciliation in our, our relationship with our spouse, all heaven and earth give glory to mm. God. And I love Francis's reminder about a hundred percent or a hundred and fifty percent or whatever percentage you want to put on it that too often in our marriages uh, pettiness can set in and it's like well I'm not going to give more because he or she isn't giving what he should what you know what we think they should be giving and so it just becomes this just very um just not good space and if we just looked at it for what we are called to do regardless of what our spouse is doing and I know many people that you and I even know personally where that's a huge cross because that one spouse really isn't doing a whole heck of a lot to help the marriage and yet we are still called through our wedding vows and through that marital sacramental grace to stay true to still give the 100% regardless to still forgive you know just that whole realm um, so thank you Francis for that reminder quite beautiful and we know the, the, the sincerity of you and your heart and your heart for your lovely wife folks as we're coming in for a landing tonight we want to be more than just uh, this radio program on Tuesday nights and Saturday at 2 more than just a website um, certainly our app and all of that is there but it's a movement of real flesh and blood people uh, and it's personal family, personal family and parish. Our arrow is pointing toward uh, you. We want to see God's grace fully alive in you and journey with you. And so we do invite you to, you know, join in the power of God's grace this coming Sunday. You know, Jesus said, I came to set the earth on fire and high, which were already ablaze. So receive that gift, massimpact.us forward slash ablaze. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, you fashioned us for yourself. Flood us, renew us, transform us for the glory of your name. Through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. Have a great night.